My name is Ed and welcome to episode 7 of the Hogcast. We have had a little week hiatus and that is because I've had a little bit of a mental week when it comes to work but it's time to bring back a follow-up episode from episode 6 where we featured Chris Bingham to another Bingham except this time it's a female Bingham. Please welcome to the Hogcast the one and only, the beautiful, the talented Miss Jenny B. Welcome Jenny. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for being on the Hogcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to sitting down and having a chat with you because we had your brother on a couple of weeks ago, like I've just said in the intro, and we had some very interesting discussions and things. So did you get a chance to listen to that at all? I did. I did. It was good. There was some insightful conversation. There was some very insightful conversation. Did you learn a bit about your brother's mental problems when he's walking through busy streets of London going I was listening to it and I was like I'm so sure he's told me that before but also <laughs> I'm not sure that he ever has but it is definitely the kind of thing that he would have told me before so Jenny B some people may have seen you on Game Hog in a couple of videos and such but for those people who maybe don't know what it is that you do why don't you explain for the listeners of the Hogcast I am an actor an editor and a content creator and that's what I do <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> but you've um, actually been doing YouTube for a really long time, haven't you? Yeah, my channel recently hit its six-year mark. Wow. Which is kind of mad. And I was kind of... I was part of the YouTube community before that as well for for at least a year or two um, through, you know, people I knew, like my brother and stuff. And, yeah, but my channel is six years old, which is... That's incredibly exciting. Kind of mad. Been a, you've been an OG content creator in your own right. Yeah, and I, I had a music channel with a friend of mine before that, which I think we started in 2009 or 2010, oh my I think. gosh. And, yeah, and then my channel started in 2012. I uploaded my first video on that channel. Wow. Um, yeah, I was 19. So. 19, and goodness, here you are at 25, storming the internet. What kind of content do you make I'm really now? not. I'm really not <laughs> in any way. I, well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I make content, which um, is irregular, but that's okay. That's okay. I make mostly uh, fun vlogs, humorous vlogs about life or whatever I feel like talking about and or videos talking about uh, being cruelty free and animal testing and all that stuff. And you've got a nice name for that series, don't you? Yeah, it's called Be Kind. Get it? Because your name's Jenny B and it's about (laughs) being kind, especially to things like animals, which bees are. God, it's all so amazingly intertwined. And speaking of amazingly intertwined, Jenny B, this hogcast is amazingly intertwined with features. And one of the most popular features that we do, or one that we have to do every week, is we start and end every hogcast with a questionnaire. We start with the Pivot questionnaire, which some of you may know from inside the actor's studio. So you may already know some of the questions, but it's a good way of getting inside our guest's brain in a way that maybe some of the more generic interviewer questions don't. So Jenny B, are you ready to face the Pivot questionnaire? 
I am. I was just going to say that one of my favorite things about this podcast is the way that you terribly link every single section. <laughs> you mean my segues? Yes. I like. Hey, I like my segues. Oh, I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm casual at them. Oh, I love it. I think. I think they're fantastic. They're one of it's my favorite. It's part of watching things. how I manage to link topics really tenuously. Yeah, it's great. It's very entertaining. <laughs> well, speaking of tenuous, as that is actually one of my favorite words, let's start with the favorite. <laughs> See, I don't just make this shit up. I'm let's laugh start. Every time you do that. <laughs> Let's start with the first question of the pivot question is, what is your favourite word, Jenny B? When I first thought about this question, my initial answer was prism. Prism? Yeah, I really like the word prism. Interesting. Why? Just because of how it's spelt and how it sounds? Yeah, just how it, yeah, how it sounds. Are you a fan of ism sounds? Yes, ism. Okay, right. You like, so... Organism. Yes, organism. All the ones that sound like that. I see. I get. I understand now. Though, yeah. But I like those because in the same way I like unge sounds. Like lozenge. Sure. I say yeah. that every week. I, I love mean, the word lozenge. It kind of works for asms as well. But, I, you know, there's there's one asm that I just, you know. I can only think of spasm. <laughs> you can, Okay. The one I'm thinking of is a bit more... Uh, taboo oh <laughs> oh yeah sorry i forgot about yeah, that one but it's, it's oh, i'm an idiot how did i forget that one no it's cool it's 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 mostly isms and prism is just i think it's just such a like concise lovely word and i'm not i'm not my brother i'm not gonna come up with some you know deeper meaning to my special <laughs> word like context um i just like the sound and spelling of prism. Do you want to hear a word you may appreciate because it's very similar to prism? Sure. It's the word priapism. I don't think I've ever heard that word before. It means an erection of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned this whilst training to be a lifeguard because they had to tell us that, you know, if you find someone with a spinal injury, there's a chance they may have a priapism. I think it's priapism. It's priapism or priapism. Either way, they're both very pleasant sounds. But okay, they great. said they will, you know, these people may have a priapism. And we had to be like, what? what's that? And they had to go, you know, a massive hard-on. <laughs> so that was, you know, <laughs> that was a great little description. My favourite word that I'm going for this week is nebulous. Ooh. Because it, it kind of means like vague or ill-formed. Or it means like cloud-shaped or something. But like, I love that. I like, so I like using the term nebulous sphere to kind of describe a kind of... Almost like when you're in a bubble, you're in this nebulous sphere of, you know, time or consciousness. And I, I just think that's a really, really cool word. Nebulous. It almost feels like I'm part of Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Yeah, I think that's a really... I like that. I like that. I did come Have up with a, with a second one as well. Um, oh, but I thought I thought Prism was my first one, so I was going to go with that. But I do have a second one. If you what is your second one, Jenny B? My second one is Dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah. Why? Because it sounds lovely. And it's it a does flower. sound lovely. It's so but I think fun the word say. tulip sounds lovely. I think tulip is a lovely yeah, word. Yeah, tulip is a lovely word. But I think I think dandelion. I just dandelion. You know. <laughs> I, I just kind of I kind of like the word apple. Yeah, apple's you know, good. Apple. Apple. Some people have a nice way of saying their peas that are quite soft. Yeah. So when someone says the word apple and apple. it's quite soft, it's really lovely. Apple. That's a really random one. That might be no. an am I normal. I like but that's kiwi a feature well. for later. 
Kiwi. Kiwi is a good word. Kiwi is a good word. But dandy, dandelion is just so much fun to say. Like, dandelion. <laughs> it's a great word to <laughs> I, say. I mean, yeah, I can't argue with you there. But yeah, uh, prism, though, I think prism is is one of my favorites. What about dandelion prisms? If it was like a, a dandelion made out of glass diamond things, that would be amazing. I feel like I should make a band and call it that. Yes, the diamond preoplisms. No, that's something different. Yeah, no, I'm not going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of preoplisms, because this is becoming one of your least favourite words, what is your least favourite word? Segways. <laughs> I, I, I really struggled to think of a word for this question. I, I've said this every week, but most people go for moist. I know. I don't really have an issue with that word. No? No. What about the word clunge, Jenny B? Ew! Exactly. There we go. We've done it, ladies and gentlemen. We've found the word. <laughs> Clunge? What is that? Clunge. Clunge is a horrible word made famous by the in-betweeners, but uh, they didn't invent it, but they definitely pioneered it. Okay. But it basically refers to a woman's foof. I thought it might be. Yes, and it definitely sounds Thanks. like it would refer to that. Yeah. Hey, I, I I landed the blow a bit more delicately from my description. Yeah, I really I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I really struggled. Uh, when I did think of just like for the sound of it like clunge is oh god oh i said it and then immediately like recoiled with disgust <laughs> okay we've definitely found it it's clunge um the only other one i could think of in terms well i thought of two i thought of two one because i it, it's a word that i don't like the sound of particularly but it it's i like it more than clunge <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is mulch? Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. Mulch, mulch. is a horrible word. It yeah. just it just feels as horrible as it sounds, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I and and actually just popped into my head. I don't like it when people say maggots because what? Then I just think of maggots. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, it, I don't the... like it when people say rats because it makes me think of rats. Well, that's that's the thing. It's not the word. It's just I said mulch and then I thought of maggots and I was like, oh, maggots. I was going to say because like, I don't like spiders, thing. but someone says spiders, yeah, I don't no, go. Oh, I hate spiders. Spider's actually quite a cool word, I think. Spider. Um, yeah, I guess it's yeah. kind of cool word. And then I did have another one, which I I will not say because it's a not nice word, but it's a word I don't like. Because of can you give us a clue what it means? Um, it's the F word, but not the typical F word. Oh, the 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 one with the G's in it. For the, the derogatory LGBT F word. Yeah. Okay, for, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's a that's horrible word for the LGBTQ plus community. Which obviously oh. I am going to be offended by that because I am part of, of that course. community. But you know, I don't like this word. I really, I no, really, really don't. I think it's such a horrible word. Obviously, Absolutely. any word like that would be, but it's that one obviously for me is Any word that's kind of personal, got a history so. of hate behind it is a difficult one because they're exactly. always so full of hate. But it's interesting how communities try and reclaim the word because I, the word queer was used for a while as a derogatory term, but yeah. actually that's something that a lot of the community are now trying to sort of reclaim in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I would use the word queer to describe myself. For me, I personally feel it's like an umbrella term right for me um obviously everyone kind of has different like connections with the word queer but that's how i feel about it it kind of just encompasses me generally do you think the the negative f word in this case do you reckon that's the kind of thing that may ever get reclaimed in the same way that the word queer has i suppose maybe one day i guess we'll never know maybe you wouldn't have said this in the 90s i guess you wouldn't yeah. have gone oh in 20 years this will be a term of endearment maybe but i i don't know because i think i think 
some people are less offended by it than others obviously i find That's it true. really offensive um just because i think it's a i just think it's a horrible word and and oh i just i just hate it and i don't i don't know i i don't think i will ever feel comfortable saying it in a way that i'm like reclaiming it to be something to like own it or to be positive sure. but maybe others will it would be nice, I guess, if that happened. I but. guess if you if you can manage to reclaim words that have become hurtful towards your community, that's probably a good step forward because you take away that power from people who maybe aren't in your community. But, yeah. you know, I guess that's something to consider for future generations. Yeah. Pick your words carefully. Exactly. Now, speaking of picking words carefully, I'm going to have to pick them carefully for this segue because this is going terribly. <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually or emotionally is our next question on the Pivot questionnaire. And a lot of people pick passion passion and enthusiasm for this because they're they're just such qualities that everyone seeks from people yeah and i'm sure that you probably feel the same but is there anything else that you find turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally yeah uh quite a lot of stuff i wrote down a few things um including you're passion. very over prepared for this i like this you've because to everything so far you've gone now i've got a few answers for this <laughs> i don't like feeling unprepared well no you so. certainly don't you've done a bloody good job <laughs> I just like to know what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, Jenny B, you're doing wonderfully so far. So tell us some of your things you've written down for being turned on creatively, spiritually or emotionally. Okay. Uh, well, I think one of the biggest ones for me is, um, other than passion, uh, is determination and dedication as well. I think I they see. kind of go hand in hand. They kind of do in a way, because I guess you're determined, like when you have dedication to something it's because you're determined for an end goal and you're yeah. seeing it through so yeah i suppose you're right they do come hand in yeah. hand so i think determination and dedication are i'm just like yeah cool are there any examples that you have of people who you look up to because i know that you and your brother chris are both massive fans of donald glover or childish Ooh, yeah. gambino as some of you may know him as if you don't know all of his kind of various alter egos but he's just released a new track actually that everyone's going mental for called this is oh, america it's so and i good. imagine that kind of thing literally turned you on creatively spiritually emotionally and possibly sexually i mean anything to do with donald glover does all of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a very very attractive man i'm very attracted to donald glover i must he's say he's just he's bloody handsome and he's, he's so cool amazing yep he's he's beautiful in every way and i love him ed goes gay for glover let's get that trending hashtag gay for glover he's mine stay away okay fine we can share him what are the other things on your list um, I put, I put creativity, which is just kind of a, an obvious <laughs> So you one. mean like people who have the ability to come up with something totally original and almost groundbreaking? Yeah. Well, no, just like, just being, just being creative and like unique uh, as much as you can, unique as we can be these days. No one really can be like fully unique. Um, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, just thinking outside the box and just kind of rolling with it and, I don't know, like, for me, I get a bit of a kind of high and a bit of a rush when I'm in a group of creative people and we're all just, like, brainstorming and throwing ideas around and, like, making each other laugh and stuff. So I always get really, like, you know, excited in that kind of situation, which also kind of links to my other one, which is just, like, sense of humour and being funny and all that good stuff. So basically you like anyone who stimulates you in some way whether it's a creative way whether it's in a humor way or whether it's in a kind of way that pushes you to want to create other things yeah i think that's a really cool answer 
I guess so. I mean, if we're talking in terms of like what I find attractive in other people. I mean, that's different, but like that sounds like the kind of thing. I think you feel find... like I've lost plot of the question now. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It kind of feels like that's the kind of thing that like it attracts you towards people or think like creators or friends or things like that. Yeah, totally. I think that's a great answer. All of the above. I think you've done it. I think you've answered that very well. But let's Yay. go to the other side of this this spiritual, creative, emotional coin. Oh, no. What turns you off? I wrote, again, I wrote down a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Your diligence has been noted. It's just like, I don't, I, I don't want to ro- give myself one option because what if it's not good? Sure, know? but I mean, so far, all of your options have been great, Jenny B. Hooray! Um, I wrote down incompetence, laziness, <laughs> and disinterest. Ah, okay. <laughs> now, did you know that disinterested and uninterested are very different things? Oh, really? So being uninterested is not being interested in something. Mm-hmm. Being disinterested is not having a vested interest in something. I, I know that sounds like a tenuous difference, but one is kind it's really hard to explain, but they, they are kind of different things. I just thought I'd throw that out there, but now okay. I realise that maybe I don't actually know the difference myself. I feel like I'm maybe going to stick with disinterest then. So basically, you're like a few of the other people who we've had. You you like most of the, well, you dislike most of the negative side of most people's personalities, I guess. Yeah, it's a pretty obvious answer, really. I mean, it's obvious, but it's, it's fair enough. It's kind of universal things, especially for people who are creative. There's a reason that all of us kind of resonate with each other it's because we share a kind of similar consciousness in that way and so i imagine having passion is why we're all attracted to each other because we're passionate about the content we create and people who are the negative of that or the inverse of that are the kind of thing that we kind of distance ourselves from so i guess it makes sense that quite a lot of the people that we're having on the podcast are giving that answer so don't be ashamed that you've given the same answer as other people jenny b because it doesn't matter it just proves that a lot of us creatives think in the same way. you know when someone is like really interested in something really passionate about something that you don't really know anything about you don't necessarily care that much about but you'll listen to them talk about it for ages just because they get so excited about it absolutely and you get really, you kind of get excited with them, even though it's not something you're into. That, that's what Isla, that's what Isla and I were definitely discussing. And yeah. I, I use Spammels as a great example because his passion and enthusiasm yeah, when he talks for the about Titanic. Titanic. Oh, yeah, it's so like, contagious, and I love that. So I completely agree with you. I think you've got these completely right. Yeah, totally. Or like when you talk to me about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> great. Really kind of hammer home how sad I sound. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed, but I'm not ashamed. People look down on it so much, and that's kind of the reason why I'm a bit like, ugh, I do this, but I, I love don't. It, I it. think it's cool. You you're into don't, something. but you're a very accepting and kind person, so you, you aren't a judgmental person. No. And also, I'm into freaking weird nerdy stuff that other people would be like, what? Not really. You like video games and stuff, but I've not seen you do anything that's that most people would be like, "Whoa, you don't like collect Beyblades or anything." You know, no, nothing but too weird like I'm that. I'm really into spreadsheets <laughs> and organization and writing lists. Okay. I like Well, that's I I mean, that's a different thing entirely. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Okay, Jenny B, it's time to move on to another question on the Pivo questionnaire, but now it's to do with swears. So, what is your favorite curse word? I I don't really have an answer for this one, to be honest. Well, you've said this about a couple of them and then gone, but I've prepared three. Well, no, because the ones I wrote down aren't really. <laughs> well, they're not swear words. Not not really. <laughs> okay, well, what, what are they? Well, right, because the thing is, is I do, 
I do swear in my everyday life. Sure. I know I shouldn't, but I do. But I don't really swear. I try not to swear online. So it's kind of this is kind of a point of contention for me because I don't really want to say a swear. But I can censor it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but the ones the ones I wrote down aren't bad, and and they're things that I would happily say online. Okay. Well, why don't really... you go for those? Because to be honest, we've covered <laughs> the remit of your f's. Your S's, your yeah. C's, we've done them good, all. I can have a good, you know, F. I'll use an F. We all love an F. Everyone yeah. loves an F. F like just a, flies like out. A, like a, ah, uh, F. I can't believe you've done this. Oh, oh that's amazing. <laughs> that is the best one. That's on my soundboard for live streams. But go on, give yeah. us some of your Jenny B-isms. Okay. Uh, they're not well. Um, so I wrote down crap. Crap, okay. Because yeah. I just think... Just, oh, that's so What crappy. a load of crap. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of harmless, but it, it still kind of... It has packed, bite packs to a it, little despite... Punch. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote down fudge. Fudge. Which is what I say instead of the F word sometimes. <laughs> yeah, good. Some good censorship good. there. Oh, I like it. Fudging hell, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and then the other one I wrote down is not actually one that I say particularly. I just thought of it and it made me giggle, so I wrote it Go down on. anyway, which is balls. <laughs> <laughs> I like balls. Balls is a good one. When yeah, you go like, oh, I, balls. I just thought That's it was funny. Really funny. But I don't that. really say it, so. Well, now you're going to yeah. start saying it more because that is that is giggle worthy. Oh, balls. Balls. <laughs> balls. I have to agree. I always say I love the British ones. I just like yeah, I, I like know. things like wanker and bastard. I think they're funny. They're just funny they're words, aren't funny they? Funny words. But I've kind of I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to lower the amount of curse words I use just because. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe just because I because I'm getting bored of using them and there are other words. I like trying to come up with something more surreal and random. Yes. Things like that are quite fun for me. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is fun for me, Jenny B, and that's making sounds or noise. So why don't you tell me what sound or noise do you love? Segway! <laughs> oh, Gosh, you're so dumb. I am amazing uh, <laughs> at these, and I won't have a word said against my segues. No, you're great. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people talked about like musical instruments and things like sure, that. Sure, yeah. That was one of the first things that came to mind for me. So I really like uh, low musical sounds okay what like a cello or yeah very very specifically my two favorites my ultimate favorite is a really freaking good bass singer oh right okay i get what you mean so you're a big fan of the pentatonics aren't you because we discussed that actually during your brother's podcast the pentatonics they're just pentatonics oh sorry excuse me my mistake (laughs) But yeah, they've just got a the, new bass singer, haven't they? They did. They recently got a new bass singer. He's fantastic. I was very, very sad, though, because uh, R.V. Kaplan is my favourite. Oh, and, right. uh, but he's still making music, so it's all good. So you can still follow him. Does he sing all of his stuff in a really bassy way? Or? Uh, not everything. Obviously, now like his new music, he's more of like the main singer, so he's doing quite a range. Whereas, obviously, in Petitonics, he was the bass, so most of it was... Sure low um, i get you he also just has a glorious voice in general but the 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 low notes he can hit are 
unbelievable. And <laughs> they just they just get me. They just get me. They get me real good. Sort of so. loin rumbling levels. Yeah, I went. I've been to see them live. I think three times, four oh, times goodness. maybe. The first time I went to see them live, we, were, me and my friend, were right at the front, and there was one moment where he probably wasn't, but Arvi came right to the front of the stage and was just in front of me, and I swear he looked at me and sung a really <laughs> low note, and I melted. Oh my God. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I also love uh, plucked double bass. Oh, like a dum 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 dum. Yeah. <laughs> I see what ah, you did just there. Just like the podcast theme tune. That was totally recorded on a double bass and not with my mouth. Yeah. I I, uh, I love like jazz double bass. I think it's, I just, double basses are great. They're fantastic. It's like my favorite instrument. So It is lovely. It's especially nice with jazz quartet kind of stuff. Yes. Definitely. That's one of my favourite things, like lounge music, lobby music. Yeah, yeah. And I love the combination of a double bass and a ukulele. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. It's there's a there's a musician, a YouTube musician called Danielle Ate the Sandwich, and she often (laughs) pairs I know, it's a great name. And she (laughs) often pairs ukulele and double bass. And that's I think where I first like properly heard it. And I just think it's it's such a it's just such a lovely combination of instruments. So if I was ever going to do music again, which uh, who knows, I would love to do like ukulele and double bass kind of duo. That's that would be very be interesting because I'm a big fan of the song, the JCB song by Nisloppy, which features a double bass and a guitar. Yeah. And it's just such a lovely combination because it's still, it's providing the bass notes, but it's still doing some little fills and riffs and providing its own kind of unique melody and bit to the track so it's a really really great instance of using a double bass for more than just the i don't know the sonic aesthetic of having a double bass playing the bass notes there's a bit more going on yeah so that's a wonderful example of that i'm gonna check out some of these things because i've i've always wanted to see i've well, I guess I've never seen a ukulele and a double bass together. I should definitely check that out. Yeah, I'll play you some of some of my favorite tracks of of uh, ukulele bass and uh, like low singing and stuff. I'll show you some RV stuff because it's give give people some recommendations. Um, give people a recommendation of your low singing. One recommendation for low singing and one recommendation for ukulele and double bass. Well, any any pentatonics really, um, <laughs> or any good a cappella. A group or choir will have a decent bass um but rv rv kaplan is just oh always just great he's just so good there is a song um i think it's love again it's on like their second album pentatonic's like second album i think i think it might be love again uh that has like a moment where he goes super low and it's just Oh, it gets me every time. I've heard the song hundreds of times and it gets me every time. There's also a video, I've just remembered, there's a video on YouTube somewhere of a live performance they did where Arvi sung a note so low that it blew the speakers out. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that even doable? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't believe that's true. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. That's amazing if that yeah. is true because it's like I, there's pe- there's people that drop subs and th- you know there's like actual sub drops and basses with bass frequencies in them that don't break speakers. How bloody well did he do that? Jesus, yeah. it's mad. Um, and then 
I think I'm trying to think of the name of the song. Um, Can I recommend an acapella track for people who are fans of just listening to male acapella groups if they like the low voice? Search the United States National Anthem acapella on YouTube and you will see uh, just like it's like it's filmed on a phone of five gentlemen standing in front of a green screen. But oh my Christ... It's the most magnificent arrangement, and it's just the most beautiful performance. It's just beautiful. It's just amazing. If I could, I would just play the entire thing for you right now on the Hogcast. <laughs> I can't do that, but my God, go and listen to it right now. Because it's gonna honestly, listen to that later. it's absolutely gorgeous. Okay, cool. So what's your recommendation for the ukulele and cello? Uh, so if you search Danielle Ate the Sandwich on YouTube, you'll find her and most most of her tracks will have uh, ukulele and or bass. Um, but there's one track which I I think is my favourite track of hers, actually, which is called uh, 17 to 53, I think it's called. Okay. Um, or 17 and 53. I can't remember. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, that's an absolutely gorgeous song. Um and that's that's you can bass and her singing and she she's got a lovely voice so I really really like that track and also like the lyrics are lovely very kind of thought provoking it's very nice um, oh sorry I just <laughs> I just remembered I did have an actual sound that wasn't music oh based. <laughs> what was it uh, purring oh the purring of a cat <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> oh that's a lovely one like when I when my cats are purring especially my baby Ashlyn when she's purring when I'm around and I just like put my face on her because uh, she allows me to do that because we love each other that much <laughs> it's just the best thing I I oh, I miss my cats now your cats are wonderful you always tweet pictures of them and stuff and they're absolutely gorgeous so like, they just yeah. look so cozy and cuddly the whole time is that how they sound? No, that was me. Well, fair enough. Well, speaking of noises, Jenny B, what sound or noise do you hate? Great segue there. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Sure. <laughs> We've covered that you like your musical instruments, you like your purring cats, but what don't you like? Is there anything that's like nails on a chalkboard to you? I had nothing for this. Again? And but then... here's now five. <laughs> no, I only have one. I only have one. Okay. I... I... Sorry if I'm giving you too many answers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to kind of expect it with me. I like to be prepared. So I that will is true. come up with as much as I can. That is true. <laughs> I have more haikus than I need. You know this. <laughs> that is also true. I, I had nothing for this. And then earlier, I was sat down preparing all of my, my things here in my notes on my phone. And it suddenly just came to me. Because I experience it on a regular basis. Oh, God, what is it? I'm getting nervous. At least once a week when I go to my stage combat training on Tuesdays. Oh, no, what is it? It is that horrific, loud, awful noise that the Northern Line makes oh, on the no! tube. <laughs> oh, you've... Oh, shit. It's all... Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it rupturing my eardrums as we it's speak. Such, that is such a Londoner answer as well. Oh, I hate it. Now, honestly, some of you maybe don't know, but you know how when a train is braking or turning, there's a little bit of friction from the wheels on the rails. This actually... And this, this isn't hyperbole. This actually defies legal limits of noise it's actually damaging to your ears that 
that's how loud it is. I read an article on this in the Telegraph recently that that bit of the Northern Line exceeds legal standards for noise. Yep. It's really bad. It just it just mounts and mounts and it doesn't it's stop horrid. getting louder. No, it's it the physically worst sound hurts. ever. I can have like my headphones on, be listening to music, and it pierces through that and just like goes straight to my the center of my brain and i'm like oh yeah, it my hits god your entire my nervous system yeah yeah i hate oh. it so much and i have to oh. listen to it so regularly and every oh. time every time i'm going to and from stage combat on a tuesday night because i have to go like 10 stops i think it is on the northern line to get there and back it it's just Deafening. And on the way it's back the as well, I'm usually traveling with people and we're chatting, and every time and it happens, then you have to you suddenly have to shout. Yeah, you just have to stop talking because, and like, we all just are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's it's awful. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it so much. So you've been talking about stage combat. Why don't you tell people what it is that you do at stage combat? Some people may, maybe don't know what that is. That's a fair point. I did actually... I just always assumed it was kind of self-explanatory, but then I did actually get a comment on a on a post, uh, Instagram post, I think I did once, asking what it was. Sure. Um, stage combat is that it is, is combat on stage. It is staged combat. Like, so basically you're learning to fake yeah. fighting in the most convincing way possible yeah, with it's, weapons. It's staged, choreographed, safe fighting uh, for plays or film or TV or whatever it might be. So like if you're watching like a I don't know Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or whatever anything They've that has like a fighting or battling yeah they'll all probably have at least like a basic qualification um uh, because you have to learn how to fight safely because otherwise you're just going to you're just going to injure people and that's not okay obviously so um, that's a good point. So that's what I do. That must be an exciting uh, thing Tuesday. to do, though. And it's it's a yeah. So it's a qualification that you do as well. So it's like it's got like exams. Yeah, there are there are various uh, like companies that do it. So I qualify with the BADC, which is the British Academy of Dramatic Combat, and I have a standard qualification. I have a foundation, which I got a couple of years ago, and then which doesn't really mean anything. And then I got my standard qualification earlier this year, and now I'm working towards my intermediate level qualification. Which which is very hard, That's so but cool. it's good and I'm loving it. That's very it. exciting. So this actually kind of leads us neatly on to the next question without me having to crudely segue. <laughs> and that's what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Now, currently, you actually do the same job that I do because you got me my job, which is editing for other YouTubers. Yes. So what profession other than this would you like to do? I'm guessing. I don't think I'm I've ever actually said. It's acting. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually said that I edit for YouTubers, but that's I've I've just always vaguely said I'm an editor. Um, <laughs> oh, have I just dropped? Have I dropped the ball there? And now no, just blown it's your okay. Cover? It's not like it's not like cla like classified information. I'm not going to say who I edit for, but that's you know, yeah, that's I, classified, I for folks. YouTube. That's classified information. You know, that's just you know, that's the way editor, it is confidentiality um of yeah i mean i guess like obvi my obvious answer would be acting because i'm not actually i'm not actually succeeding in a career in acting currently but i don't want to choose that because i do consider myself to be an actor and i assume and hope freaking bloody hope that i will get to that point that's my 
aim and my goal in life. You one hundred percent will. You're too determined and too talented to not just get there via the universe allowing it or making it so. Oh, well, thank at the you. very I least. That. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying for it. So. So we'll see. That's like because that's my number one goal in life. For stage so. or for film. For stage, predominantly, that's like my. It's my baby. That's where my heart lies. To be really corny, but I would love to do you know screen as well, film, TV, whatever, whatever comes my way, really. But stage, like being on a West End stage doing like a play or whatever, that's the dream. What is the dream show for you? I don't really have one dream show. Like, there's no show that you've watched and gone, oh my god, I wish I was. There's so many. There's so many, but most of them are musicals, and that's unrealistic. So why is that unrealistic? Uh, so like, so like Elphaba in Wicked. I could never ever do that, but it would be amazing. Why? I'm. I don't have the the singing skills. I'm not there, and I don't think I ever will be there. I'm sure you could get there with plenty of you well, know, what you're doing. Thank you. It's very nice that you have so much faith in me. But Jenny B, everyone listening to this podcast right now has enormous faith in you, and they all <laughs> think you're amazing. In fact, everyone who's listening, if you're listening via the audio version of this podcast, migrate your way to the YouTube version of the podcast and leave a little comment and tell Jenny B that she's awesome and talented. And she should totally pursue acting, and she should keep doing all the things she's doing, and eventually she'll <laughs> definitely get there. Leave that comment down there and also you guys should totally go and check out jenny b on her socials jenny b where can people find you i am that jenny b spelt like a bumblebee on everything (laughs) very very like consistent branding for me that's good that's very good so yeah you guys can find her in pretty much all of those locations and i definitely recommend doing that so we've covered the profession that you're going to attempt or that you would love to attempt which everyone's now just commented in the youtube section how you're totally going to do it but which profession would you not like to attempt? Oh, that wasn't actually my answer. <laughs> oh, really? Like, acting would be the obvious one, but because I I believe deep down in my heart that I will get there, I don't, like, I don't want to choose that because I feel like I'm jinxing it, you know? Because I'm if I'm saying a profession that I, other than what I do, like, because I want to do acting. So the other one I put down was... The one that I wanted for when I was little for the longest time when I was younger and and I was a blooming teenager um, <laughs> was I just always wanted to be the lead singer in a band. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's, a, that's a kind of... I think I understand that desire. Yeah. I always wanted that as well. Yeah, but that that's not like... That's not a thing that's going to happen for me now. So, like, I feel okay saying that. Do you that, mean in the kind of glamorous kind of 1980s, 1970s rock scene kind of fame? No. Where it was like God fame. Obviously, I'd like it to be a successful band. <laughs> but you would just like to be a singer of any band then. Yeah, yeah. Any band. But oh, it was like, just that because this I is kind of like one of those job, professions so. you could do. I imagine that you were going to stretch the dream to be that you were a famous band. Yeah. So I guess when I was younger, I always I wanted it to be, you know, something like uh, Paramore. Or sure. Well, Hayley Williams like is, is an awesome vocalist. Exactly. So yeah, that would be exactly. a great band to be a part of. Exactly. Um, and then on like a on a slightly slightly smaller scale, but still good and reasonably successful, although they're not really a thing anymore, is a band that used to be one of my favourites and still still are really uh, called the Hush Sound. Um, they're I don't really know good. I they're very good. I recommend them. I will I will play you some of their stuff because I actually think you would like it. Excellent. Um, they were like a like a band that I was like yeah 
that's that's a sound that I I feel like I could do, you know. So those are the two things you'd maybe like to do then. Maybe be in a band, or you're, you're not going to say acting because technically I'm not going to say acting because I feel that. like I'm jinxing it because I would like. So to you'd think be you'd that be that like a paramore esque front woman. That was the dream, yeah. <laughs> nice. I think that's a great answer. I think we've I think most people have had a dream at some point of doing that, and I think you're well within your rights to keep dreaming that, Jenny B. Thanks. So we'll move on to what profession would you not like to do? Oh, this is the question that I had the answer for, like, first, back oh, when really? I first listened to the podcast. Oh, wait, yeah. how, let me guess, butcher? I hadn't even thought of that. That would be a pretty obvious one, as a vegan. Yeah, I would hate that, whoa. Well, it would be the worst life for you in the world. Oh, the horrific. I had yeah. not thought of that. Um, Why, what, what were you going to say? That's a very good answer, but my answer was going to be... Uh, a surgeon oh that's yeah that's a kind of tough life to do because your lives are literally in your hands yeah and as someone who is squeamish and has a phobia of needles it just wouldn't go well practically either (laughs) god so i'm not a big fan of needles but i had to have a blood test recently and i was so anxious in the days leading up to it because it's been so long since i've had an injection i'm a very healthy guy so like i've never really been in hospital that much or anything so i've never had blood taken and all i did when i got in there was i i just said to the i made sure i didn't look i didn't at any point acknowledge a needle i didn't see one in that room at all so never had an idea of what was going into my arm i then made sure that i just kind of kept looking out the door and i said to the woman do you mind if i just pop my headphones on and she goes oh no you you know you do what you need to do so i just put my headphones on kept staring out the window had what felt like, you know, uh, maybe an insect had landed on my arm and was scratching at me a little bit, and then it was over. Yeah. And it was just, it, it honestly just gets built up so much in your head, and I hate how needles do that to me, but there it is. Like, yeah. It was the kind of proof in the pudding that it's all in your head. I know. thing is, you were like, you were so, you were fretting about it a lot, and you were messaging me beforehand, and I was kind of saying, it's going to be fine, like, it'll be over really quickly, but and all this stuff. But you know that you'd be shitting is, yourself. Yeah, yeah, which is the stuff that people say to me, but I cannot. I... That mean it's just no. There's no point in saying any of that to me because it was I one of those things where I think like out. that was the first time I'd gotten over a a thing that I have a problem with by sure. myself. I just found the mental space I needed, and it worked. And so now, now my body's lost that anxiety, which is really sure. nice. Although now I'm going to go into another one in the future, really complacent, going, "Oh, this will be fine." And then go, "Ah, fuck, that really hurts. Shit!" And now I've got a <laughs> bruise on my arm. Yeah, I mean, I wish. I wish it were that easy for me, but that's why I say mine is a phobia because this has been an issue for me since just as far back as I can remember and I can't I can't tackle it. The, the people always say like, "Oh, but if you have a phobia of needles, why do you keep getting piercings and tattoos?" And that for me is like a a this small way of feeling like I have at least a bit of control over my phobia is by doing what's kind of like a small instance of it. Yeah, but the thing is is that blood tests and injections are in a diff- different like category in a way right and they're worse they're so much worse i i will still like freak out and get faint and stuff when i'm like getting piercings i got new piercings a while back and i they did the first one and then i had like the straw stuck in my ear and i had to go and like lie down because i was going to pass out so oh, i was just stuck there with this straw in my ear for ages <laughs> until i felt i could like stand back up and get oh gosh you're really finished. bad with it aren't you yeah um but then like uh 
my my second tattoo that I got, I have very small tattoos, but my second tattoo, I was like, f- like fretting and fretting and fretting. And I was laid down in the thing and he was about to do it. He was like, right, I'm going to start now. And I was like, okay. And he started, there's a video of it uh, in, in, I have a clip of it in one of my videos somewhere. Um, and I'm like, I'm like wincing, like in preparation for it. And then it's just a, oh, okay. Because it, it's it, all in your head. It's yeah, all but in the, your head. But, I mean, I think with that one, it's because I was getting it on my ribs and everyone was like, oh, ribs are so well, painful Well, it's, it's the exposure to the bone, bad, isn't it? Yeah. So. Um, but then, like, but like I said, injections and things are like just a whole different, whole different ballpark for me. Like I I cracked a filling a few weeks ago and so I had to go to the dentist to, to oh. get it checked out and I was messaging you about it because i was freaking out because I, I didn't this day. i didn't expect them to do it there and then i thought i'd maybe have to like book and come back and i could like book and bring my brother or bring a friend who but they just went me. right in we go no, they were like right we're just gonna do it now and i was like oh god what? and i and i just burst into tears and they had to literally she couldn't do it for like 10 or 15 minutes because i was just crying and i i physically like couldn't move i was so terrified goodness it really does have a grip on you that phobia yeah but then like the nurse came in and she gave me a hug which was really sweet and then she let me hold her hand and i'm pretty sure i crushed it (laughs) um and i got through it and i was very proud of myself because it's the first time i've ever done that like on my own completely without like parents or friend or anyone so well done you jenny b that's that's a really big milestone for someone who's got a phobia of needles yeah it was terrifying but i did it you did it right jenny b it's time for us to move on to the final question of the pivot questionnaire the first part of the game hog hogcast before we move on to our other features so are you ready for the final question yes i am jenny b if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates so, you know, I said I was ready for this, but I actually really struggled to come up with an answer for this one. Really? <laughs> yes. I wrote down three things. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. Okay, go on. Tell us what you got. Okay, so I wrote down the more serious one, which is just, don't worry, your family are okay. Wow. I don't know. My family are the the most important people in the world to me, the most important thing in the world to me. So I think just something about like, I just need to know that they're okay all the time. Interesting. Okay. So yours is just more of a wholesome thing where you just just want to know that your loved ones are still fine. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. and then I wrote down two like jokey ones. <laughs> okay, but what are your jokier ones? Um so the first jokey one is um Your mum's so cool, we're besties now. <laughs> um, because my mum's a vicar. <laughs> yeah, we discussed this last week because your brother was saying because I was asking him because he's an atheist and I said, he Isn't is, your mother yeah. a vicar? And he goes, Yeah, it's a, a problem. <laughs> I know, that made he's me joking, laugh. He's joking, obviously, so but it was it was much. such a funny moment. Yeah, it made me No, burst. it made me laugh so much and that's just yeah. Uh, classic Chris. No, they're classic chill though. Chris. We're chill. Thing is, my I think my dad is atheist as well. Um, I I don't. I consider myself to be agnostic. I guess, but like I definitely consider myself more agnostic now. But I shift more towards being atheist because I'm like personally, I've not seen evidence for it or whatever. But I'm sure I, I stopped being one of those angry atheists in like 2011 when it stopped being fun or cool. Like you know, yeah. It was. It's just such a. It's such a 
eye-rolling thing now to have whinging atheists like ricky gervais it's a bit like come on mate you still doing this now like Like, this material is so 2011 (laughs) it's like people going after social justice warriors or feminists yeah it's like this shit is really boring to go after now that's really 2014 like just stop doing it's not really a point of contention for my family which is nice because my mom's very chill she's very liberal christian she's super chill and also she's not always been a vicar like she's she's only actually been a vicar for the past like nine years or something so I see. she was a just a she was a professional musician before that so interesting you know. interesting conversion yeah yeah um i mean she still does music but uh, obviously less less so in a more holy way now yeah um yeah i did have a third jokey one but it's really weird and it doesn't really make sense go on try us i just feel like i'd get really happy if i got to heaven and god said donald glover said that when he gets here he wants to be with you whoa jesus christ (laughs) i know i wrote it and then i was like wait no because like then he's dead but like everyone dies is like donald glover said to save a seat next to you for when he gets here yeah, yeah, that's something the like vibe that. Okay, for. but how? But for all we know, Donald Glover may not get there until he's in his eighties. And what if you died in a tragic accident in ten years? Are you going to be at the same age in heaven that you died at? Because then you'll be yeah. this kind of young, svelte woman, and then Donald will be this hideous eighty-year-old man who you've no. waited for so many years no, for. No, he won't be hideous. Take Actually, that he, back. he wouldn't, would he? He would be a bloody handsome old man. He's never going to be hideous. He's going to be one of those, like... He's never like, going to be old, is he? He's going to be like an elf. No. He's just always going to be a glorious, glorious human being. He is. Yep. The Messiah himself, which I guess actually, considering we've just had the final question about God, has brought us neatly to the end of the first feature of the Game Hog podcast being the pivot questionnaire. However, Jenny Woo! B, we have plenty more features to come. In fact, it's now time for my favourite ever feature that I've ever made on anything ever. <laughs> and that is Haiku Do You Think You Are? <laughs> haiku Do You Think You Are, for those of you who don't know what Haiku Do You Think You Are is, is basically a section I put towards you, the Hogs, the Hamily. I basically put out a little question on Twitter asking you guys to recommend a haiku topic and me and my guest come up with three little haikus about the subject that you guys recommend. Last week, myself and Chris did getting a haircut that was recommended by Thick Boy Charles. But today, we're going for bees, which were recommended by Maritime Maddie and Claude Buckens. Thank you guys for recommending that. Bees did seem like an obvious suggestion. We had a couple of people going for sex-based stuff, which I don't quite understand why. I was weird about that. I kind of was like... Is it because we were in a relationship? I I don't don't know. know. Maybe it was. But either way, we've avoided those and we're going for bees. So Jenny B. (laughs) We took a beeline towards the bees. We certainly did. God, this (laughs) this is such a punny podcast. You can't make any of this shit up. So Jenny B, why don't you take it away with your first haiku? Do you think you are? Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You have to cut out all of my giggling. No, not at all. This is my favourite section, so I'm just like, I'm so worried I'm going to disappoint, you know? I'm keeping all the giggling in. You're fine. Okay, okay. Human, don't hurt me. I have not the best defence because it kills me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, one of mine later does cover that same topic. Like, there's only so yeah. much you could talk about with bees, I guess, but that's a really good one. I like that yeah. one. That was a, a strong starting haiku. Cool. I think I'm going in like order of like I think that that was good, but it's I think it's my least strong one. Okay, I'm also going in order of what I think, but there's kind yeah. of reasons why I, why I write a lot of these ones. So here's my first sure. haiku. Do you think you are? Leave the bees alone. It's wasps who are the problem. Wasps can just fuck off. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. What I is the wasps. point of wasps? They don't pollinate things. They are the worst. I have a whole video on my channel about how much I hate wasps. Like, it's just me talking about how much I dislike wasps. I mean, I can be testament to how much you dislike wasps. I had to stop a very important game of Overwatch the other night to stop and coach you through some really, really tragic big wasp that was asleep in your room. It was a very trying time in my life, okay? It was literally, for those of you listening, picture this. It was asleep on the window, completely asleep. On the it, inside it had come out of because the of the random hot day on the inside of an open window. In my bedroom. And all I said to Jenny was, pick up a book and just sweep it along the inside of it and it'll fall out because it's asleep. And it's it took not, like 20 minutes. It's not that easy, right? Because if you think about it, I think that part of why I'm so scared of wasps is to do with my phobia of needles because when you think about it a bee uh, a wasp is just a flying creature with a needle in its butt <laughs> it's all linked you're right jenny b so you're of course right. i'm gonna be scared of it <laughs> it all makes sense jenny b so why don't you give yeah. us your second haiku do you think you are okay jenny b hates wasps i heard she dislikes bees too a tad ironic. <laughs> wow. That's a joke from a video. Of That's mine. actually really nice. I'm like that you managed to get ironic in there. Yeah. A tad ironic. I would have I would have tried to end it really like subvertibly with what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I liked these, it, Jenny these are meant to be from the perspective of bees, aren't they? So. They are. They're kind of like so I, I decided to turn instead of make it just about bees I thought I'd make it about the perspective of bees but mine's a mixture of both so my my second one is about bees rather than the perspective of bees because okay. it's something I've never understood but we discussed it the other day while I was at barbecue okay when a bee is sad you're meant to give it honey that's taking the piss <laughs> bees make honey when a bee is feeling a bit poorly, you're meant to give it a teaspoon of honey. So let's just say, like, if a bee, a bee only makes, like, a teaspoon of honey in its entire lifetime. So if to get a bee back on its feet, it takes, like, a teaspoon and a half, suddenly there's a net loss of honey if you're having to feed that bee more honey than it ever makes. Also, that's more honey than that bee's ever seen in its life. You're taking the piss with that bee and its honey. And I've never understood this. How did someone find that out going, they must love this? I thought it was always like sugar water. What, the thing that you're meant to feed bees to get them going again? Yeah. because I'm sure that the, would work. It's just the sugar. Well, yeah, I'm sure that would work as well. But, I, I, you know, it's the rumour of you're meant to give them honey. And it does work. But they do... I think they 
they eat honey, don't they? I think they do. I think they use it to both build and to feed. Well, basically, it's it's part of making the honeycomb structure, I think. Yeah. And then that it kind of solidifies and becomes wax. And then the rest of it is used to feed the larva and then everything else that is just just leaks out because it's not needed and yeah, that's and the, the queen, stuff we kind of scrape off royal jelly royal jelly yeah that sounds like a great name for a youtube channel oh my god that's what speaking I of youtube channel we're halfway through one of the best youtube features on earth haiku do you think you are so jenny b <laughs> why don't you take it away with your final haiku do you think you are to do with bees because it's that jenny b's podcast <laughs> okay I, I quite like this one. Don't take my honey. See, it's very hard to make. Plus, it's my vomit. Because <laughs> 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 that, it is. Honey is a bee's vomit. Yeah, that's how right. they make it. They go and get uh, the pollen. They collect up all their pollen, and then they take it back, and they and they. They like vomit into each other's mouths back yeah, and forth. Yeah, they kind of pass it back and forth. Yeah, yeah it's to weird. create it, and then they vomit it like into the hive, and then they like bat their wings to create like a high temperature to make it more like solidified, so it's more That's goopy. A, you've you've got a great point there, Jenny B. It yeah. is a very very good point. It is just vomit. We're eating it's vomit. Bee vomit. Bee vomit. And that and eggs bee. are just basically a chicken's period. So. Good, good. This is yeah. good. Keep up this vegan attitude. It'll, it'll get you far. <laughs> so, Jenny B, it's time for my third and final haiku. Do you think you are? And mine is from the perspective of the bee this time. Yeah, all of mine kind of were, but yeah. Yeah, mine kind of flicked in and out. It wasn't as accurate as yours, but yeah. here's mine, which is actually the perspective of a bee. Okay. That guy is a knob. His shirt looks like a flower. I'll sting him till I die. <laughs> Oh, that's so it's just, sad. It's what I know. It's so bleak. But actually, do you know, I found out a fact that it's it's a myth. It's not a total myth, but there are only out of the kind of, let's say, a hundred bee species that there are, only two to six of those actually die when they sting you. Yeah. And it's like an evolutionary fault. And most things actually, don't yeah. actually die when they sting you if they're bees. Wasps are actually apparently more likely to die when they sting you than a bee is. And most likely because you twat it before it gets a chance to get away. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a really interesting fact. And especially like, bumblebees yeah. can't sting, apparently. But I don't know no, if that's I true. Think I think it can. depends on the species of bumblebee as well. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. But isn't that all interesting? This is all very, very interesting. We're learning a lot about bees, aren't we, Jenny? bee it's good i feel like i should know more about bees but i just know the basic stuff really the basic they kind of scare me so well if you guys know anything about bees and also you have any kind of decision on which one of us had the best bee haiku then why don't you let us know over on the youtube version of this podcast in the comment section who won today's haiku do you think you are was it that jenny b or was it me the temps discussing bees because again it's that jenny b's podcast so bees was an appropriate thing and thank you very much maddie and claude for recommending that subject i look yeah. forward to seeing the results although it, i think it might be quite even this time i think we have some strong contenders jenny b <laughs> so now without any hesitation jenny b it's time to move on to our next feature on the game hog hogcast which is called am i normal am i normal is a little feature where basically we discuss things that maybe we did in our life when we were young or things that we do now and we put them on the table and discuss whether they're normal or whether they're things that quite a lot of things do quite a lot of people 
people do even. The example I always use is that I always grew up thinking there were sharks in swimming pools. Quite a lot of people I, think I this. Quite that. a lot of people don't, but quite a lot of people do seem to resonate with me on this. Yeah, so Jenny I do. B, do you have an am I normal? Uh yeah, I thing is right is I'm a weird I'm a weird person. <laughs> good, good start. So, I I genuinely probably could have thought of like a whole list of things. Oh, but- wait, you probably have though, haven't you? You probably got a list of about 3 or 5 that you've got a list of. <laughs> I I wrote down three. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but I mean, I could have probably thought of a lot more. But I genuinely was just really struggling because I think that they they're so normal to me now. You know. Um, okay. Well, the first one is something that I know like lots of people do, which is just talking to myself. I just talk to myself. This a lot. was Liam's, and I yeah. accused him of being a mental. <laughs> yeah, I talk to myself a lot. Uh, but not in like a mad way it's just that like soon <laughs> no i will like uh just it's just voicing my thoughts yeah that's for yeah vocalizing your yeah yeah i i agree with that because that helps you actually cement things in a more semantically processed way and that, yeah. that i agree with if i ever do talk out loud i direct it to my dog because then that way i feel sure. less like a mental sure sometimes it kind of becomes quite conversational but it's not like i'm going Oh, so Jenny, what did you do do, do today? Oh, I did this and it was great. What did you do? Oh, you're yes. not putting not on like different that. voices and wearing a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I just it's like it, sometimes it turns into like if I was filming a video. Okay, you know, like I'm just talking to a camera, but I'm not. I'm just talking to the space around me slash myself. But I, th- I feel like that's pretty normal for like a like a vlogger or an actor or whatever, you know. I think that's a fairly normal one. So what are your other yeah. two that are less normal? Okay, or so there was one maybe are normal. which I didn't think was weird, but then you said it was weird. Go on. <laughs> which is that I have a very specific routine <laughs> and order oh, when I shower. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. Like, I know that everyone has their thing of like, you get in, you kind of, you wet your hair first, then sometimes you do your face, then your hair. Yours is really regimented and it's kind of like, it's like hands, face, legs, feet, arms, feet, hands. No. (laughs) But yeah. Did I get the order wrong? Sorry. (laughs) You did, but that's, you know. Well, is that... Is that weird though? Like, surely people have like a routine when they shower. It's something you do like every day. Well, you yeah, but I, I mean, it's more of like a, I do what happens when I get in there. Like the water's on, you get in, you go, oh, first things first, let's get the hair wet and then I do the face and then I go, I think I guess I do shampoo, then I do face, then I do arms and genitals and then I go. I don't okay. scrub my legs. I just let gravity and water's natural falling do that. Sure. I mean, I shave, so... I will. I have to like lather them if I'm going to shave anyway. Sure, so, sure. Um, but I do scrub like everywhere. So why don't you explain so. to people what your routine is then? Well, it it differs. Okay. Because there are factors. So I right. guess if I was going to break it down, there would be three separate versions of my routine. So the simplest routine is when I'm having a quick shower. I just need to uh, clean myself and make myself smell good. I don't need to shave or wash my hair. Okay. Then it would be going to clean myself, put my shower cap on so I don't get my hair wet, and I'm going to shave. Okay. And then the other one, oh, there might be four actually. Because <laughs> then the other the other one would be if I need to uh, also also wash my hair but not shave, or I need to wash my hair and shave. 
Goodness me, so there's lots of different combinations of various things that could happen. Yes, but I do, I have my, like, order of things. So what are the order of things? You really, really? I'm I'm interested to know how obsessive you are with your shower ordering. Oh, God. If there's an order, if the fact that you can talk about an order means there must be, like, it must be pretty diligent. Yeah, when I'm doing it, I'm not doing it. Oh, my God. Oh, so you, you don't know it right now? No, I do. Okay, so I get in. Uh, the was on. Wh- which one? Which which one do you want to know about? Like, I don't. I don't know. Just, what, do just I need a to quick wash my shower hair, then. Or? Just a quick shower then. Where you need shower. to wash your hair. Where you need to wash your hair. That's not a quick shower if I have to wash my hair. Oh God. Okay. So what? Okay. A, a long shower. <laughs> okay. You want? Okay. A shower where I'm washing my hair but not shaving. We'll go for a middle ground. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, this is kind of weird now. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> okay, so I get in, and uh, first thing I will do is just like I will make sure my body is all wet, and then you don't I will... have to go into this much detail. I thought well, we were going to do things routine. like <laughs> I thought it was like... more things like okay, first it's shampoo, then it's face no, wash, okay, then it's body, so... then I do my legs and my feet, then I move on. See, this is the problem because it it it's more specific for me okay, because right. OCD, yay. <laughs> <laughs> straight up like come on if you haven't guessed it by now <laughs> i have a thing <laughs> well okay so like just everything's wet get my hair wet and then it's uh shampoo okay i shampoo my hair and then i rinse that shampoo then i do my second shampoo oh my god because i've got a lot of hair i have to clean it properly and then i rinse that shampoo in the break between <sighs> In the break. My <laughs> shampoo. Well, sometimes I'll leave the shampoo in for a bit if I feel like I really need it to get in there. And then in that case, <laughs> I will then like wash, wash my body, like use my loofah. And if I don't do that while I have my shampoo in, then I'll do it in between shampooing and conditioning. And then I will condition. And I like to leave the conditioner in for a little bit. So like my hair can soak This is up. already so then... more effort than I put into any shower ever. <laughs> so then I might scrub my face or if I haven't washed my body, I'll then wash my body while I'm waiting for my, sh- my conditioner to uh, sink in. And then I rinse the conditioner out and then I put my head upside down to rinse the conditioner out because my hair is very thick and the water in London is very hard. So I struggle to clean my hair properly. And then oh I God. just, I, this is, I'm so, you asked, okay? I you asked, asked, I asked, I asked. You can just cut it down or like, just don't. Oh my God. Okay. So basically you, you have a really super, so they, it takes you a long time to shower. Well, if it's just a quick shower where I'm just scrubbing my body, then no, because I can do that in like five minutes. But and if I you're have, going for the whole hair is, wash I, I could stuff. have gone into more routine as well of like the order i clean my body parts is there there there's even an order for body parts yeah what's the order for body parts really i'm kind of well it's just i I didn't realize you had so many levels to this (laughs) to me honestly a shower is get in is my hair washed yes is my face clean yes are my genitals and my armpits clean yes okay we're good to go no i have i have an order and i have a routine for cleaning just my body well fair enough is that normal people i guess you guys will have to decide because 
I'd say no. I mean, I guess it's not a bad thing to do because what you're doing is being very clean. I'm being very thorough. You're being incredibly thorough. And I think most people would probably thank you for that. Anyone who's in close proximity to you will definitely thank you. I feel like such a freak. You're making me feel like such a weirdo. (laughs) Your OCD showering. A problem, Kay. You thing is, you know me. So why are you surprised by this? This is all true. I'm just doing this to expose you for what you are. I'm very, very specific. I have OCD, so it's a thing. But don't worry, Jenny B, because we're moving on to another feature that can cheer you up. And this is Super Timey Wimey Hoggy Boggy Nonsense. So cringy whenever you do that. Yes, it is. And basically, what this is is the oh god, this is just a time travel section. I hate the name of this sequence, but it's too. It's you know, it's stuck now. I wrote down super timey wimey hoggy boggy nonsense, and there it is. It's well, now you a part could change it for the next season, maybe. Yeah, the next season it'll be called something different. But we've committed to it for seven episodes now, so it's sticking. So, okay. Jenny, do you have a time in your life, a time travel sequence, whether it's in the future? Whether it's just a time in history or a time in your life that you would like to go back to. No, I don't want to go back, particularly. You're a futurist. Yeah, there are times in history that I would I would like to go back to and I guess like just see, you know, how what, what it happened was like and back what then. it was like and stuff like that. Not necessarily a part of my life because I was just a bit of an awkward, weird child. So at <laughs> least <laughs> um, you're honest. Yeah. So I would like to go to the future, anytime really, because I don't know how soon this would happen, but I would like to go to sometime in the future to see if we as a population have stopped slaughtering and eating animals and generally kind of just see where we are in terms of animal cruelty and if people realise that that's not okay I think that's an interesting answer and it's actually kind of one I expected from you being the kind of person that you are with your animal rights and your anti-cruelty vibe and we you and I actually went to a lush summit didn't we that was Mm -hmm. incredibly informational and had all this information about refugees and environmental problems and animal problems and it was very interesting to learn as and as someone who's never really been involved in that kind of anti-cruelty movement it was very interesting to see the bits that I could do for it and stuff like that so I imagine in the future we will have made big strides towards it but at the moment i think they're kind of focusing very hard on environmental stuff that's a big Which one is animal cruelty is kind of on the wayside a little bit like feels like i've not yeah. well maybe it's just because it's less mainstream coverage at least i've not seen as much being covered that i have compared to like global warming stuff let's say but even just uh things like there are so many more vegan options in shops now. Absolutely. Even just things like that. That's a massive, like, that's like, that's a big step. And that's a massive step forward from, you know, when, like, I was nine and I first became vegetarian, for example. It's, we're already taking, like, big strides and so many more people are vegan and vegetarian than used to be. And it's fantastic and it's so great to see. And I get very excited when I see that there's like new vegan options and stuff. Um, well, you've made that, like, me some of your vegan options. And yeah. as someone who's normally scoffed at the idea of veganism or vegan alternatives, I adore your lovely creamy mushroom par- uh, parsley pasta that you do. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so tasty. 
I do love it. It's one of my favourite. Really oh, it's one of my favourite meals ever. It's really, really good. Okay. So it's really nice what the kind of food that you make with the vegan alternatives. And also, you and I at your brother's birthday recently had vegan junk food at a food yes. market in London. And oh, I have what's so that meat good. called? Satan. Oh, Satan. Satan. And yeah, we just called it Satan. But yeah, like, my it's brother calls basically it Satan. Like, it's like Donner kebab meat, but made out of gluten. It's delicious. Yeah. It's great. And I had a I had a jackfruit burger. Oh, jackfruit is, is rank though. Freaking fantastic. That's the one vegan alternative I can't get on board with. I like corn. No. I like I, I, I hate jackfruit. Barbecue jackfruit is great. Ah, uh, at least the stuff I've had of it so far has been rank. So I uh, need to try okay. some nice I'm going to take you to Club Mexicana and we, I'm going to get you a burrito and you're going to love it. That sounds good. We'll definitely do that. So you're basically wanting you're basically wanting to travel forward to try and see has Earth accepted a Jenny B way of life? Are they yeah. being kind? Yeah, or like, you know, in terms of like food, but also in terms of like, you know, has animal testing been abolished, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um and just generally, yeah, like animal cruelty, I would like to think that it's, you know, it will Gonna stop at some, point, at some yeah. point. And like, and it's one of those things where I, I think that is like the future. And I think a lot of people agree. I think that is the future of, you know, eating and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, but it, it's, it's a case of when it's going to happen. And I, I would freaking love it if it happened within my lifetime but i i don't know i don't know i don't know if it will i really hope maybe it does. your youtube videos will spark a movement jenny b <laughs> if more people watch them maybe <laughs> well guys you know where to find jenny b now because you can find her on now's your chance for your socials again everything.com forward slash that jenny b there we go and then you guys can basically get on board with the vegan movement that jenny is trying to push for or she's actually not even well, how's, how's best to put this? It. You don't push it, but I what you suggest it. is you encourage people to do 100% of what they can. And actually, that's a message that I've even preached in our Discord, because I think that's a really, really good mantra. That's kind of like my motto is like, I believe that everyone should do 100% of what they are able to do. So if 100% of what you're able to do is being pescatarian, then great. Vegetarian, fantastic. Vegan, amazing. Fan <laughs> like fabulous you know like it's even if it's just even if it's your, just buying a product that's that, that you'd normally buy but buying an anti-cruelty version of it that's at yeah. least doing something as long as you know you can bother making that change buy from only cruelty-free companies like or or um even if it's just you're going to continue to eat meat and dairy but you're going to be more conscious of like where sourcing the it meat properly. and dairy that you buy is sourced and how it's sourced that's even that is just like a step in the right direction obviously i'd much rather you not purchase or eat any of it but of course i'm not expecting everyone to do that i would love it but i I'm wish i stopped it. writing down such stupid examples with my answers to these questions because obviously every week i've got to try and come up with things well mine is i wish i could go back to the dawn of my kind of social video gaming time whereas yours was like going forward to see if society have shifted to a less cruel means of farming and things mine was okay. just i want to go back and play modern warfare 2 again when it was really <laughs> popular like that's just okay. not cool and not fun but like i remember those days of coming home from school and it was like you know everything you did at school happened there you came home you had dinner you did your homework you played games online with your friends yeah. until you went to bed and i loved those days it was my first ever time of experiencing that and it was 
I just remember it so fondly. I remember how exciting it was popping online and going, I wonder who's going to be online tonight. It doesn't matter who's on because I can play with anyone and whoever it is, we're going to have a great time. And whilst there is still that available now, it feels, I don't know, maybe it's just less like it was back then. Yeah, I think it's like the charm of of when you're younger as well. Like you have less cares in the world. so That is true, yeah. You can more wholly focus on it and just like be in that completely um and i mean i was much more of a i wasn't an, really an online gaming person because you liked your whatever. quirky games was, like your katamari a, damashi and stuff yeah like that, i was a i was a local multiplayer girl and i still am that's still my favorite like my favorite you and i've played a lot of fun local multiplayer games together we've played a bit yeah. of it's mario kart lovers in a dangerous space time mm-hmm. uh ultimate chicken horse mm-hmm. rocket league yeah one of, of my, one of my cracking ones. most favorite things to do is is just like play a local multiplayer game with just like a group of friends or even just one person like when I get to play with you or when I get like the other week when my friends came to visit there were three of them so it was like four of us playing Overcooked and it was absolutely hilarious those are so and, much fun and on my birthday yeah. when you guys came over to my house and we all played Quiplash yeah. and stuff in my living room see that was amazing fun that was so much fun stuff like that is really great and social video gaming is definitely where it's at whether it's locally or online and yeah, totally. yeah I just kind of want to I just want to kind of revisit what it was like back then it's probably better now and i'm probably remembering it with rose tinted glasses but it was a great time yeah but there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that and also like playing playing a game i think maybe you spoke about this with luke maybe uh playing a game for the first time yeah that's a really really great feeling like yeah a game that you really love for the first i'll tell you what i i had this the other day where i came out of avengers infinity war and the thing that hit me the most there's no spoilers here by the way the thing that hit me the most is that I'll never get to experience that film again for the first time. Sure. That's how sure. that's how amazing I thought that movie was. And the the thing that I really took away from it is fuck. Fuck. I'm never going to get this feeling again. Mhm. And that was really crushing for me because it was it really impressed me that much. Yeah. So that's a weird feeling. That's a weird thing to think about. Just like I'm just knowing I'm never going to experience something for the first time again. It's a weird thing to get het up about. No, but it's it's a it's a good feeling, especially if it's something that you really, really love. Well, speaking of things that we really, really love, Jenny, we are actually starting to slowly come to the end of the Game Hog Podcast, but we have two more features. One of them is Let's Play God. Fantastic. Jenny B, it's now your turn to shout that <laughs> beloved sentence. Let's play God. <laughs> that was actual perfection. So let's play God for those of you who don't know, and frankly, none of us really ever know whenever we play this bit, but it's basically the idea of us changing something about people, society, humans, or, or maybe even the planet Earth, and us discussing the changes that that would maybe have on people. So, Jenny B, do you have anything that you as a deity would change about humans or society or the planet? Um, Again, this is one I really struggled to think. And here's five of an instances of things I would change if I was God. Technically, I have two written down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I like lists. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, oh. so you you run us through your let's play gods. Well, the thing is, though, is they're just like they're not very good things, which is why I have like multiples because. Okay. Well, we can discuss them. Okay. So the first one I wrote down is just really like basic and really general, which is just that. I would like everyone to be nicer. 
it just in general to everyone else. Yeah, just be nicer. Be nicer to be your kind. fellow man and woman. So and everything like, in between. My kind of new. I'm kind of developing my series, Be Kind, or I'm trying to anyway. And my kind of tagline, I guess, for it is be kind to animals, to our planet, to each other, and to yourself. I think that's a lovely sentiment. And so, yeah, I think it's just like, I'd just like everyone to be nicer to everyone and everything. The world (laughs) would be a very different place if everyone was as kind-hearted as a Jenny B. Well, wars would stop. That would be great. Wars would stop and animals would have a bloody great time. Yeah. It would just be like constant love and cuddles for all the pretty sheep and cows. Although there'd be a lot of angry fists shaking from barbecues. Oh, you Jenny B. No. Bring back my Cumberland sausages. Barbecue a freaking Linda McCartney sausage cracking in a hot They're never dog quite as good. No, they're so good. They are good. I'm not disputing that they're good. It's just like as as someone who does eat meat, the substitutes, whilst I've enjoyed some very delicious things from you with the vegan options, I do love some meat. <laughs> I love meat. But that'll always be my thing. But that's just me. Everyone is allowed to decide what they're allowed to decide on. And if you guys are thinking about going vegan or you're ooming and ahhing about making some of these decisions, why don't you go check out Jenny's video series, Be Kind, because it might help push you in the right direction. Yeah. See, my Let's Play God was just, well, if it, if it wasn't make everyone work for only three or four days a week, I would let everyone on Earth have the power to stop time in the morning. Okay. And- I've thought about this every early morning I've ever had ever, you know, waking up for nine to fives and going, if I could just stop time and rest for another hour and a half, I'd roll out of bed and I'd crack through this day and it would be great. I would smash this day. But right now I'm exhausted. Give me another two hours and we'll do great. Sure. And so I just need everyone to have that ability because if someone's done that, then everyone gets to stop. But does that that. I don't think time would ever progress. Well, because if this is the difficulty, can do it, then everyone would constantly be stopping time all around the world, and so it literally would just never continue. You're picking up on the good points, Genevieve. This is exactly what Let's Play God is about. It's about <laughs> it's about picking up on the changes this will have on yeah, on the universe. And you're right, having temporal stops like this would be it'd be catastrophic. We'd have yeah. Doctor Who level shit going on that would just yeah. stop things from working. You're right. No one would do anything because every morning, everywhere, someone would hit that kind of universal snooze alarm. Yeah. And boof, we'd all be dead. You're right. Maybe mm-hmm. I just need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> might, might be yeah. a better way of sorting yeah, that. I think you do. <laughs> well, Jenny B, we have come to the end of the Game Hog Hogcast. And actually, I will yeah. say this has been the longest recording we've ever done for a Hogcast. So oh, really? There I'm you so go, sorry. Oh, I there's do no, talk a lot. no problems there. That means this is rich and filled with detail for many also, of the Hogs to listen to. I- had like a list for every answer i'm so sorry <laughs> but that's good this is variety this is what we want from the hogcast every week everyone is different everyone's personality is different and you jenny b have come in with your 
your positivity, you've come in with your kind-hearted and niceness, and you've also come in being very diligent and with Yay. a lot of answers. So you've had your Yay. unique take on the Hogcast solidified permanently. However, Huzzah. your Hogcast isn't totally finished just yet, Jenny B, because as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we top and tail every one of the Hogcasts with a questionnaire. So you had the pivot questionnaire from inside the actor's studio at the start, Jenny B, but now it's time for the Game Hog Quickfire questionnaire. So these are 10 questions that I've prepared that basically they might be a bit weird or they may just be a bit boring or random. But the point is, try to see how quickly you think on your feet. So Jenny B, are you ready to face the Game Hog Quickfire questionnaire? No, because I'm terrible at making decisions. <laughs> well, bear in mind, you're not allowed to think about these. You've got to answer them as quick as you can. I know, so, but that stresses me out. <laughs> well, don't worry. It's going like to be okay. I like to think about things. Well, Jenny B, I'm afraid you're not going to have much time to think here. Okay. Okay. Your okay. time starts. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Now. Jenny A or Jenny B? Jenny B. Incorrect. Jenny B or Jenny C? What? Jenny B. Incorrect. Jenny what? B or Jenny P? Jenny B. Incorrect. <laughs> Rachel or Ross? Rachel. Correct. McDonald's chips or Burger King chips? McDonald's. Correct. Luke or James? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. I love them both. <laughs> That's I everyone's answer. Fair enough. What is Jenny A squared times Jenny B squared equals Jenny C squared, also known as? I don't do maths. <laughs> it's Pythagoras' Biorum. I'm afraid you've lost a point there. Who is Jenny Z awful. married to? Shut up, that was great. Who is Jenny Z married to? Jenny... X... What? Jenny Beyonce, I'm afraid, was the answer there. What? Oh my gosh. Jenny 2 times Jenny 1.5 is Jenny what? Uh, maths. <laughs> I'm afraid the answer was that Jenny 3, Jenny. I'm afraid you lost another point there. So, Jenny, this is this has been a pretty disastrous round for you. However, we're going to bring you down to the final question of your oh, quick fire gosh. questionnaire, okay? okay? Are you ready for the final question? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> if equity made you change your name from Jenny B, which of the following would you change it to? Jenny A, Jenny C, Jenny B, Jenny A, Jenny C, Jenny D, formerly known as Jenny B, or Jenny D, Bernard? <laughs> what? Can you, can you repeat it? Oh, please don't make me say it again. <laughs> If Equity made you change your name from Jenny B, which of the following would you change it to? Jenny A, Jenny C, Jenny B, Jenny A, Jenny C, Jenny D, formerly known as Jenny B, or Jenny D, Bernard? Bernard. Bernard? Because <laughs> it made me giggle. I'm going to give you that. I'll give you Bernard. <laughs> also, if I'm on Equity, I'm not going to be Jenny B. I'm going to be Jennifer Bingham. Thank no, you very no, much. No, no, no. It's going to be Bernard now. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. So, Jenny B, you actually scored pretty poorly on that, I'm afraid. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you had a couple of points, but you lost most of them by not getting a lot of the Jenny B puns correct. So, I'm afraid... But it's also actually... because you kept on saying Jenny B or Jenny other letters, and I kept on choosing yes. Jenny B, and you said no. Why is that Yeah, that was, well, that was to throw you off. With Luke and James, I said their name or the other one, and they would keep picking their name, and I'd keep saying incorrect. 
It's to throw you off, Jenny B, and it worked. I know. But Jenny B, I must say, you have been an absolutely delightful guest to have on the podcast, and I hope everyone listening has had a good time too. Have you had fun, Jenny B? I've had a lot of fun. It's been really, really good. Thank you. This has been really fun, although you did terribly in the little question at the end with zero points, which is actually the worst following your brother. Well, you lost points due to the terrible, like, not getting any of the answers. Due so to the you, terrible questions. Uh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. How dare you? My Awful quick fire questionnaire. Que- no, right. You, Stupid you back- questionnaire. No, my quick fire questionnaire was genius. Okay, but you managed to score zil point. Uh, I'm not okay with that. Well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you too. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening to this podcast because this has been wonderful. I've had so much fun talking to Jenny and this has been great. Look forward to another podcast coming to you guys very, very soon. Hopefully it'll come next week. There might actually be another hiatus because there's going to be some recording going on next week with myself and that Jenny B. Jenny and I are actually starring in a comedy sketch together and I'm going to be doing a little fundraising live stream that's going to be going live on the coming Monday, a couple of days after this goes live. And we're going to be raising money to try and get some equipment for that so make sure you guys are all there thank you very much jenny b for being here do you want to plug yourself one final time in the stream before we wrap this up sure i'm that jenny b on everything youtube twitter instagram uh facebook uh uh tumbles tumbles all the all the things uh patreon patreon.com forward slash jenny good stuff (laughs) well there we go guys so you've heard it all from jenny be sure to go check out her videos because she's wonderful and follow her on all the socials and guys thank you again for watching the podcast or listening to the podcast whether you've listened on itunes on soundcloud or anywhere make sure you've left us a good old like or a five-star review on itunes and we will see you guys in the next episode of the podcast take care everybody bye zies bye Bye. 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 Bye.